This is Tom. This is Lauren. And we are the two evil step-parents. So, Lauren, I heard you have some good news. I do. We are engaged, me and Andrew. Well, not you and I, (laughs) so, yeah, no, yeah. Then we would have no stepchildren at all, so. And this podcast would just not be authentic. It would just be us talking to each other about... Uh, fictitious stepchildren that we made up so but that's not the case we are both step parents and yes Andrew did propose last week so maybe early 2021 is the date we're looking at we're gonna take some time there's a lot of things we need to plan out but we'll get there and you make lists and everything in your way organized so I can see it going very very well I would just kind of let my girlfriend go with it and hope for the best so that's a good plan too yeah yeah no I'm not good at it all so Good, good for you guys. I'm happy for you. Congratulations. You must be super pumped. I'm excited. And, you know, I know we talked about this, I think, during the first episode, but the title of step parent, you do not have to be married to your significant other to be a step parent, in our opinion. No, no, not at all. You know, it, I've been with my girlfriend longer than I've known people that have been married with children. So uh, as long as you're there, you're present. I know my stepdaughter actually has a weird problem with us not being married. It's, right. And I think it's because she doesn't understand like the concept. Like She calls me her stepdad, but she's like, you're not really my stepdad. And I was like, why? She goes like, well, you're, you and my mom are not married. And I was like, your, par- your dad and mom are not married either, and they're still your parents, right? So, And after kind of putting it that way, she started understanding, but it still makes her upset that we're not married. I think yeah. it makes her more upset that we're not married than it is between my my girlfriend and I that we're not married. So, but you know, it just shows you that anybody can really be a step parent as long as you're in that kid's life. Absolutely. And I think that is an important point to make. Yep. So today we're going to be going over two different subjects. Today we're going to talk about how to stay positive in a relationship when things get a little bit hard. And then the other side of it is going to be the first time we were left alone with the children. So, uh, and how how coping like with that went. So, so to give a little backstory about the positivity aspect of this, since we had started the podcast, I've joined several Facebook groups for stepmothers just to kind of put a finger on the pulse about what people were talking about, what issues were important to them. And I was really surprised at just the negativity in these groups. And I say surprised, I'm probably not surprised because that's one of the reasons we started this podcast is because we couldn't find really anything positive or valuable to help us as a support system when we were going through this initially. So yeah, and I kind of did the same thing, but uh, I try to avoid Facebook like the plague. So I went to the other place, Reddit, and it was kind of the same story. I joined a couple of subreddit uh, step-parent groups, and some of it had good articles, but it was good... 80% was complaining about the stepkids, complaining about the biological parent on the other side, the other step-parent family. Uh, So, uh, you know, we wanted to kind of keep it more positive with this. Of course, there's ups and downs Mm -hmm. with being a parent or a step-parent. But, uh, you know, we're going to talk about how to keep the positivity up in your family, your new family. Right. Yeah. So one of the biggest ways that I have personally done this and it has been a huge help, is by taking the responsibility upon myself to switch things around and make it positive. What I mean by that is concentrate on the moments that are really good. So we can go into the whole woo-woo side of the law of attraction and appreciation and gratitude, but truly what you put your energy on is what you attract into your life. Mm 
So the more negativity that you are putting out there, whether it's complaining about the biological parent, something that happened, living in the past, the more of that is obviously what's going to show up in your life. So my recommendation would be anytime there is something that is good that happens or even mediocre, just a nice night at home with the family that nobody's arguing or fighting, take a moment to truly appreciate that and focus on those positive moments within this journey of being a step parent. I will go even further to say if something negative does happen, try to find that little silver lining in it. And truly, this shift in perspective will change the way that you look at things. For me, a, a lot of negativity that I feel when it comes to being a step parent is actually my own kind of own issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I realize is that, you know, you this is actually a weird way that I keep positive. I realize I'm not perfect and I can't be perfect all the time and I can't be on the spot and I can't be an awesome stepdad all the time. And you have to kind of let go of that a little bit because trying to live up to this impossible standard of being like the best in the world is, is will bring you down eventually. Uh, so what I kind of keep it is I, I keep a check on myself and I realize there's ups and downs to everything. And that's a weird way that I kind of keep positive because I don't, I relieve the pressure off of myself. Uh, the other way that I keep positive is, yeah, I try to remember all the awesome, great, amazing times that I have with my stepkids. Um, and it's sometimes a little fleeting, uh, especially as your stepkids get older. I know mine are reading, reaching that, that preteen, teenage years. And all of a sudden, it's like, I'm not the cool guy anymore, but I have to be okay with that. That's them becoming their own person. It's just part of them growing up. Uh, So really kind of keeping things in perspective of what it was like when you were growing up, the things that you used to do to your parents, really kind of keeps it in a weird way, in a positive way, when you just realize these are young people eventually, hopefully, going to be functioning adults. And kind of keep in mind, you're going to be part of that. And that's awesome you know you're building a human being and that you might not have been part of making it but you're you're kind of giving the instructions and the programming to go on in life absolutely another thing that i found works for me or what has worked for me in the past and we've talked a lot about self-awareness and i think to be in the step-parent role working on your self-awareness is going to serve you very well in the future because a lot of the negativity does come from our own self-esteem issues, our own confidence issues. So the more we can build up ourselves, the less the other stuff will matter. So something I found myself doing is I poured my heart and soul into things that were important to me, like running or volunteering or things that, that I could own and that I had control over. And it came to the point where... I don't want to call those things distractions, but they were initially distractions. And now it's just ingrained in my life. And I didn't have time for any of those those negative thoughts and that negativity because I had other things going for myself. Well, especially for me not having any children in my life at all, and now all of a sudden having kids around almost 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, was I jumped in really, really hard. And I, th- I think we went over this on a couple other podcasts. But what I realized is is that part of my negativity was feeling like I lost a little bit of myself becoming, or actually at this point, a big chunk of myself. Because I focused so much on being a good stepdad that I wasn't doing the things I really enjoyed. 
Uh, and what actually made it even more negative was uh, the things I enjoyed, I tried to get my stepkids into. And when they weren't into it, it completely blew up my self-esteem. Like, I, I wanted them to be excited about that. But then I realized, like, like, you know, you don't have to be on 24 hours a day. You can keep your social life. You can go out with your friends. You can still do the things you want. And that actually made me a more positive step-parent because I, I got to take breaks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even my girlfriend told me, like, hey, you need to take a break from time to time. I go do this. I do that. I do this. You know, when the kids are with their dad or, you know, we'll go into it a little bit later when I take the kids somewhere and she has uh, alone time. But, you know, you have to be able to say, like, I need a break because that will actually kind of keep you positive in that in that relationship with your stepkids. Absolutely. One hundred percent. So to recap, some ways that we would recommend you stay positive in the step-parent role when things are a little sticky or not really going right, look for the positive. So whether it's um, a hug you got from your stepkid or a show of affection or a pleasant conversation with the biological parent, take a moment to really appreciate when those things happen and you'll start to see more of those positive moments in your life. Number two, the realization that you will not be perfect. You are not going to be the perfect step parent and coming to this conclusion will really relieve pressure on you and your your family and they won't hold you to expectations that you're holding yourself to, these unrealistic expectations of perfection. And then finally, focus on you. So find things that really light you up and make you happy and give yourself some self-care because that will just overflow into your family if you're taking care of yourself. So now we're going to go over the first time that we were left alone with our stepkids. And Lauren, I, I don't know, did you have kids a lot in your life before? Friends that had kids, stuff like that? Well, I, I think we've covered this also, but I was in a relationship with someone previously who had full custody of his son. So I've, I've been exposed to, to kids a little bit. Um, so in this relationship, the kids are younger. So that was different. And I don't remember having that defining moment of, oh my goodness, I'm alone with them, like I think you did. (laughs) Oh no, it was all of a sudden I realized I was in my car. I think we were going to get ice cream or something like that. Uh, And I looked in the back seat and there's two children in the back. I never had children in the back of my car ever, ever. I can't think of, because that, yeah, no, I... Most of my friends probably wouldn't trust me around their children, just strictly because I'm kind of a big dumb idiot, uh, and I don't know why my amazing girlfriend allowed me to, because I, I forget my keys when they're in my hand, let alone being responsible for a small human being. How long into the relationship were you able to take them out on your own? Let's see, because we, like I said, we, we went through the process very, very slowly. I think it was probably three or four months into knowing the children gotcha. and, okay. it, and it wasn't because she was like i don't trust you uh, i it was me it was a hundred percent me i realized i'm like yeah I, I took care of a dog and uh foster animals but that, like that's as much responsibility i've ever had in my entire life and it was like yeah, as long as you have them chained on a collar and you feed them you're fine like that's totally okay but you can't do that with kids no no so and it, having two of them and what I realized really quickly is, and at this point, Logan was, I think, six, and Mac was probably about four or five. Um, 
And I realized, I'm like, wow, these kids are really fast. Like, if you turn around, they're completely gone. Yes. Uh, especially my stepson, who has ADHD. Like, every 10 seconds, is like, ooh, piece of candy, ooh, piece of candy, ooh, piece of candy. So it was, it was like, the scariest thing I've ever done. And it was a half an hour out of my life that I was <laughs> mind-blowingly scared. My first time that I was alone with with one of the stepkids, I actually was going to the grocery store and I love going to the grocery store by myself. So we were talking about self-care, like that's my time to just zone out, focus on getting some nice foods for the family. Um, but the kids weren't getting along that day. Uh-huh. So oh, no. Andrew said, hey, do you want to take, take Landon to the store with you? And I'm like, okay, I'll take him. So. It was fine, but then we get to the grocery store and I had every flashback of when I was a child and I felt so sorry for my own mother when she took me and my brother into the grocery store because it was like, can we have this? Can we have this? I want this. And you were right. You need to keep an eye on them because they will be gone very quickly. So we sat him, I sat him in the cart and it was, it was fine. It was a very pleasant experience. <laughs> no, no. It was just very different than my normal me time. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, for me, it's like uh, it was weird. I had to curtail. Like I had to check what music I was playing in my car. Like I've never had to worry about that kind of thing. And and it's I look nothing like my stepkids. They're blonde hair, blue eyed. I am salt and pepper, olive tones, and uh, with brown eyes. So I look like if one of these kids started crying and I had to like pull them out of somewhere, I had a feeling that this actually went to my mind. I was like, I'm totally going to get arrested. Like somebody has to be like, somebody's kidnapping these very blonde hair, blue eyed children. And uh, yeah, so that's one of the things that went through my mind. I definitely was afraid I was going to lose them or something. But then the other side of it is, is as a new step parent, like what do you do if they aren't behaving? Because like I didn't have that support. Like, this was the first time that I was like, oh, crud, if if they start acting up, like, what do I do? Yeah. Like, I, I can't be like, I need an adult, you know, so. <laughs> You're the adult. I Yeah. Oh, that's frightening beyond all belief. Um, but luckily for me, the, fir- the at least the first time that I had the kids, uh, everything went really, really well. I did have to kind of uh, wrangle in my stepson because, like I said, he has ADHD and it was... You know, we went out for ice cream, and every 10 seconds he was up walking around. But, you know, luckily everybody survived, uh, which is pretty much my uh, bar, is as long as they come back alive, uh, I'm completely content. But, uh, you know, and then when it goes into the discipline, this is kind of later on, because like the first time I went, it was fine. Uh, but, you know, what do you do? When you're by the, by yourself and the kids start acting up, and now you have to put on the 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 stepmom voice. So that's a hard hard thing, and something that now two and a half three years later I'm still trying to get better at. Um, and it's interesting with with the engagement and with the marriage. I'm wondering if the dynamic is going to change as it relates to this, because right now. I'm very much the friend. I'm mm-hmm. in the friend role. I'm in the the mentor role, but not necessarily that parent discipline role. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself a lot of times saying, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell your dad you need to do this, and like falling back on Andrew when I need to take more 
confidence in it myself. I mean, the dog's the same way. He will not listen to me. <laughs> None so, of the dogs listen to me, so I get it. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to work on it, and I don't have a good answer for it at this point. And I would, I would love to ask you, do you have any advice on how to be a better discipliner? And I, I wonder, too, if gender plays a role in that. But then I also... There's a lot of stuff that goes through my mind. I try not to overstep my bounds mm-hmm. and respect that I'm not the parent. So what what necessarily do I have to fall back on? There's a lot of things that go through my mind with all of this. It's a, it's a strong subject. Yeah, so for me, and it's actually becoming more of a struggle as the kids are getting older. When they were younger, I think, in, not to play into gender roles, but I think it was like, all I had to do was give them like the dad look. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm pretty jovial around the kids all the time. And then all of a sudden, like, I think the first time they ever saw that my serious face, like, I wasn't, gave them the glare. Like, when they were younger, it was a lot easier because they, in a weird way, like, I was the cool, fun, yeah. new guy. And it was like, when I had the disappointed, not happy face, they're like, oh, crap, I, I really crapped the bed on this one. Uh, but, of course, now that the hormones are flowing, it is a whole new dynamic, especially, and this, you know, like you said, it may be because, you know, stepmom, dad role, and then stepdad, mom role, is my stepdaughter listens to me. Like, all I have to do is still give her that look, even though she's going through the, 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 the P word right now. Um, my stepson always was a mama's boy, but he listened to me a lot in the past. Now he's got the big britches on mm-hmm. so and it, it's almost become like an adversarial kind of thing between him and i where he he wants to be the man of the house he he's got those hormones flowing he used to listen to me right away all i had to do was kind of give him that look and he would be like oh I, you know okay i gotta put this thing down now and now it's make kind of like a make me kind of look on his face. Mm-hmm. So with that, you know, as as becoming a step parent and as your kids, stepkids get older, the dynamic really changes. But you also have to remember it changes for everybody. Right. You know, my stepson now has that attitude and because he's a teenager. He's I will tell to- you in our home, it's the same thing. So I don't know if it's necessarily a stepdad, dad thing because we're going through the same thing. They... They are having difficulties listening the mm-hmm. first time something is told to them, more so than in the past. Yeah, we get a lot of the, you know, I'll do it in a minute, I'll do it in a minute. And one of the things that I used to say to them when they used to say that when they were younger was, okay, what is it, five minutes, ten minutes? And usually when you start kind of giving them that timeline, my stepson would just get up and do it. Now it's like, I'll do it in ten minutes, and then 15, 20 minutes later, it's still not done. And in the past, there was consequences, and there still are. Um, but he definitely listens to his mother way more. I get the nasty looks now Ooh. when I tell him, and it's like, oh, my, my stepdaughter has started giving her mom the dirty looks. Oh. She listens to me, but and it is kind of like a mama's boy, daddy's little girl, even though I'm not her dad. You right. know, she she kind of sees me in that role. Uh, she still listens to it. Like, so I feel like we have to tag team. Like It's like, all right, look, stepson's being bad. Mom, go. <laughs> well, what kind of behavioral issues are there? Is it like put the video games down, it's time for dinner, and just not listening? Do they argue with one another? Oh. <laughs> uh, a, they dis- they're at that age, they despise each other. Like, yeah. they cannot walk by each other without saying a nasty comment to each other. And, I mean, that's brother, sister. They're only two years apart. Mm-hmm. So there's that... There's not a lot of gap in age. 
Um, my stepson, because he is slightly older, feels like he can tell his his sister what to do. Uh, but my his sister's a little bit more mature than he is, so she also feels like she can tell him what to do. Um, we also do have, we've had problems with video games in the past, especially with my stepson, uh, where we've had to curtail it, take it completely out of, the, out of rotation, and, but it, it's really, really hard because, A, it's something that he legitimately really loves to do. He's really, really interested in it. But the other thing is, is that he does not, it's, it's, it's hard to get him to go outside. And right now we have a thing where he can earn video game time, but he feels like he should earn video game time for everything. Uh, I tried to get him, a, you, you got newly engaged, I bought a new drone, so we can see how this kind of rolls. <laughs> so I kind of gave my stepson, it's not really his, because it's still really expensive, I gave him my old drone to fly around, I got my new drone to fly around, and we went out to the park, and we flew around the drone, had a blast, then he went and played on the playground for a little while, and then he got home, and the first thing he asked is like, do I get extra video game time? And, you know, I looked at him. I was like, no, why would you get extra video game? Well, I went to the park. I'm like, you don't get extra video time, video game time for not playing video games. <laughs> so, you know, so pulling away the video games is a big deal. But it goes back to now he's a teenager. Well, he's preteen. You know, he's, he's 11 years old now mm-hmm. where he's, I want to do what I want to do. I know I can say no, kind of, sort of until we start taking things away when he does get that attitude and then it's you know instantly i'm sorry and start yeah. crying tears upsetness um uh, but it, it's i find that right now it is a thousand times easier for her mom his mom to take care of that than me because it, it it's be, become kind of an adversarial thing between him and i and i, I think that's just son son dad slash step dad kind of thing because it's a lot of manchismo it's, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of testosterone. Lots of testosterone. So, yeah, we have an eleven-year-old boy, also, so I can empathize with with all of that. But both of Andrews are boys, so it's a little bit different—not the brother-sister, but the brother-brother yeah. aspect. So now, when I take the kids out, it, it like I said, it's it's very fluid when it comes to being with the kids, and especially when you do have to say no or you have to tell them to put that down or. Or your congratulations! Now you're in trouble because you didn't listen. Uh, when it, <laughs> congratulations! It, now you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, and for me, it was way easier when they were little because they, you know, you're you're a hero. Now they're starting to realize, like, no, you're a sem- you're a human being, and you're also kind of dumb. Like they're starting to realize, like, everything is dumb now. And I think that is something that every every kid goes through. I remember growing up and probably being around 12, 13 years old and realizing my parents did not know everything. And I started looking around at other adults and I'm like, they they don't know everything. You know, it's a different world out there than I would have been conditioned to believe. Yeah, and it makes it a little bit harder when you do take them out by yourself uh, because... They, they think you're dumb. Like, well, and they're going to test boundaries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Consistently. And it's just, it it's a shock when you are by yourself because you don't have that support. So you, you got to kind of put on your, your big girl and big boy pants. And you kind of have to lay down the law a little bit more than when you have that support. I know when we're out and about trying to wrangle them or if there's something they want, you know, there might be a temper tantrum still. Because it is that in-between where they're <clears throat> still mm-hmm. kind of irrational, 
you know, they, they're like, I want this. Well, why do you want this? Because I want it. Well, you don't ever use it, you know, stuff like that. And I've come to the conclusion that especially when I just have my stepson out with me or, or both of them and, and my stepson or my, you know, starts, uh, yeah, sorry for that, uh, starts acting up, I kind of just go, listen, man, we'll talk about this when we get home with your mom. And that kind of shuts them yeah. down right then and there. Or a lot of times we'll just go and just straight up say like, all right, guys, um, we're just going to go home now. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah that we've works done that before. It's like, listen, this temper tantrum's going on way too long. Get in the car. You know, and it, luckily for me, now it's no longer like I have to go pick them up and drag them out of like Target. So I don't look like I'm stealing children <laughs> anymore. Uh, but it, it, it definitely changes with age. It, it is very interesting. You know, it does change with age. It changes as time goes on because we're getting more comfortable in some aspects, but then in other aspects, it's completely new because they are growing up and wanting new things and just the dynamic is, is shifting. But it is something to definitely be aware of if you are in the step-parent role or thinking about moving into a relationship where this would be the case. This isn't something I think either of us thought about. It just, it happened. And then we're like, how do we, how do we do this? <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 really really, it's always constantly in flux. Like yes, you, you don't know what you're gonna get, and sometimes you may be at a disadvantage. Luckily for me, I, I feel like I have a really good relationship with my stepkids, and we going back to what you see in Facebook and what I saw on Reddit. Sometimes it can kind of be a nightmare for a lot of people because there's a lot of different dynamics. You have, you know, you have the fact that you're not the parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they realize or when they get to the age where they're like, well, I don't really need to, li- I need to listen to adults, but I can test that boundary. And then the other thing is the influences from now they're going, like one of the things is now they're going out with their friends to their friend's house. And it's like, yes. well, Jacob gets to stay up until 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, well, Jacob doesn't live here. You live here. This is the rule. You have to be in bed by night. Right. You know, um, and, you know, well, Jacob's allowed to go wander the store by himself. And it's like, listen, I'm still responsible for you. There's a lot of creepy people in the world. I got to keep an eye on you. Like, you're blonde hair, blue eyed, cute kids. You probably go for good money on the black market. So I still have to kind of keep an eye on you. Well, no, I'm, I'm 11 years old. I'm a teenager. First of all, there's no, no. there's no teen in anywhere in 11. You're double digits, but you're not a teenager. And even when you're a teenager, this is still going to be locked down. And I think that's something everybody goes through. Again, it's not that particular situation is not unique to a step-parent role. I think every parent who may be listening is like, yes, that, that is something that we're going through. But I think that the difference is, and we talked about this a little bit before, when you are the biological parent, you have at least nine months to prepare. You know it's coming. So mentally, emotionally, you can start to prepare for the fact that you're going to have someone in your life that you're going to care for for the rest of their life. As a step-parent, it's much quicker. The time frame goes much quicker, and I think sometimes you can be put into a situation where you're not anticipating or you haven't mentally prepared for those things. Well, especially when it comes to taking on the kids on your own, you know, for even if it's for a couple hours or an extended weekend, parents have that parentness, if that makes any sense, uh, where it's like, I, I put you into this world, I can take you out of it. Like, I can never say that. And no. then they can turn around and be like, you're not my real dad. Um, it's, it's, they have this level that they already start off with their kids. Right. 
And what I've realized is, is that especially with the kids getting into the teenage years is their respect for you opposed to their parents fluctuates a lot because you're not their parent. So you, you, you kind of go in, especially when you have to go into a disciplinary role or when they're with you or, you know, mom or dad's not around, is that they can always go back to, well, you're not my real dad. You're not my real mom. I don't need to listen to you. Opposed to like the other way around where it's like, mm, I'm going to take you out of this world. So you can't use that um, to kind of keep them in line, which I know for me when I have the kids for an extended period of time, kind of in a weird way scares me a little bit because you can't use that as, as, as an arrow in your quiver. So Now I will say though, there have been times where there's been behavior issues and I have gone back to Andrew and let him know and him and his family came down so quickly as to, you know, you need to listen to Lauren. So I had that support system. And I think I can remember one specific time we were out of town and I was alone with the oldest one. Um, and he just refused to listen or go back to the pool with me with the rest of the family. And was frankly quite nasty to me to the point that I had not experienced before. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think I actually called Andrew and I said, this is the situation I'm dealing with right now. And he, he came right back and his entire family came back with him. And that poor kid had to hear from five different people, you know, yeah. you need to, she's a authority figure in your life. You know, you, you need to listen and respect her. Since that time, I have not had those same sort of issues as it relates to discipline. So I think having a support system, and sometimes it does take a big blow up for things to work themselves out. Yeah, sometimes I've realized that, that it does take a reset. I know for me, when I have the kids for an extended period of time, and one of them do get in trouble, or they start arguing back and forth with each other, uh, I, I kind of have a problem where I don't want to feel like I'm tattletailing on my stepkids, because it's like, Oh, guys, uh, you gotta listen to me. And then if they don't listen, you're like, well, I'm gonna call your mom. Like, that's a weird way. Because not only that, but it's it, it's it's a double-edged sword because now you feel like, you know, a narc. But then the other side of it is it's in, I'm always afraid that it's gonna show them that I can't handle it. Because, uh, once again, I need an adult. Like, I'm not adulty enough to handle this adult situation. I gotta talk to your mom about it. I can understand that, but the flip side of that is if you guy, you two, you and the mom are then coming together as a together at them, mm. like that reinforces, no, we're in this together. I have no problem tattling on those kids. <laughs> and, but, but in the end, you know, both of us can then be in front of them and say, this is why you need to listen to both of us. This is our rules. It's not a Lauren rule. It's not a dad rule. This is the family's rules. And it's hard. It is hard because I, I can definitely see that. You don't want to be seen as quote unquote weak or let them walk all over you and think that you can't handle it. But I see no problem calling in reinforcements yeah. for me. I, I remember one time I actually, it, it was, the kids were arguing in the back of my car and it was just, usually what I do is I just put up the stereo until no one can hear anything. So like, it's just like, now you can't argue because you can't even talk to each other. But uh, what ends up happening is, you know, I told, I was like, listen, I'm going to have to tell your mom about this on the way home. And my stepson goes like, oh, so you're going to tattle on me? I was like, mm, 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 yes, yes, yes I am. <laughs> and yes. So, and I'm going to suggest these suggestions. 
about taking away your Xbox for a couple of days because it's just your attitude. And then that was a, that was kind of a blow up. So sometimes, like, also you have to wonder if the juice is worth the squeeze when you right. you know, especially when you don't have that support, you know. So, whew. No, that was intense. That was intense. Yes. So, once again, you guys are not alone. These are the things that you will deal with or already have, and you don't have to feel bad about it. It's almost a daily basis thing, truly. Like, I'm thinking of big situations that have happened over the past years, but even last weekend, we we were out somewhere, and, and the kids were arguing and not getting along, and it's just a matter of working together to make sure they understand the rules and that... The discipline is then enforced and enforced consistently because that makes a huge difference as well. Yeah, and it's really about consistency. And the, the, the hard part about the consistency is that the situation is always in flux. It's not consistent. It's not <laughs> consistent at all. So when we say you have to be consistent, it, I think it's more between the, 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 the parent and the biological parent where it's you have to be consistently able to fluctuate. Absolutely. And be in communication with each other to understand, here's where my mindset is at. This is where your mindset is at. Let's keep the narrative together, uh, but be able to be flexible in the situations that you bump into. Because the problems that you're going to bump into when they're 6 and 7 are completely different than when they're 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. Fact. And they become human beings. They're no longer these zygotes that are kind of forming into uh, you know an awkward teen and then a human being at the end of the day Uh, so you know this is constantly in flux you have to be able to be really flexible you have to keep your ego at the door as we always say and understand that you're not always going to have that proper answer to every situation that you're going to bump into it's all a learning experience no definitely Well, that's enough for this episode. We hope you found this information helpful. And again, know that you are not alone. There are many people going through situations just like this. If there's a topic or situation that you are personally going through and you'd like our perspective on it, feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook page at Two Evil Step Parents. Yep. And if there's anything that you really want us to cover or perfect examples of things that you've gone through or any insight that you may have, because I know from just talking to people, every step parent is different and every situation is different. Every family is kind of different. So there might be an aspect that we've never even touched on that you want to go ahead and explain kind of your story. Feel free to send us a a message on Facebook. We're more than happy to hear it. And please like us. We need likes and we need subscriptions. So absolutely share, like, comment, engage. I'm not, uh, I don't have enough pride enough to say that I won't beg. So Tommy will beg. I will beg. (laughs) I'm Lauren. I'm Tommy. And we are two evil step parents. This is Tom. This is Lauren. And we are the two evil step parents. Uh, so, Lauren, I heard you have some good news. I do. We are engaged, me and Andrew. Well, not you and I. <laughs> so, like, yeah, no. Yeah. Then we would have no stepchildren at all. So. And this podcast would just be, not be authentic. It would just be us talking to each other about. Uh, fictitious stepchildren that we made up so but that's not the case we are both step parents and yes Andrew did propose last week so maybe early 2021 is the date we're looking at we're gonna take some time there's a lot of things we need to plan out but we'll get there and you make lists and everything in your way organized so I can see it going very very well I would just kind of let my girlfriend go with it and hope for the best so that's a good plan too yeah yeah no I'm not good at it all so Good, good for you guys. I, I'm happy for you. Congratulations. You must be super pumped. 
I'm excited. And, you know, I know we talked about this, I think, during the first episode, but the title of step parent. You do not have to be married to your significant other to be a step parent, in our opinion. Yo, no, not at all. Uh, you know, it, I've been with my girlfriend longer than I've known people that have been married with children. So uh, as long as you're there, you're present. I know my stepdaughter actually has a weird problem with us not being married. It's, right. And I think it's because she doesn't understand like the concept. Like She calls me her stepdad, but she's like, you're not really my stepdad. And I was like, why? She goes like, well, you're, you and my mom are not married. And I was like, your, parent, your dad and mom are not married either, and they're still your parents, right? So, and after kind of putting it that way, she started understanding, but it still makes her upset that we're not married. I think yeah. it makes her more upset that we're not married than it is between my, my girlfriend and I that we're not married. So, but, uh, you know, it just shows you that anybody can really be a step parent as long as you're in that kid's life. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that is an important point to make. Yep. So today we're going to be going over two different subjects. Today we're going to talk about how to stay positive in a relationship when things get a little bit hard. And then the other side of it is going to be the first time we were left alone with the children. So, uh, and how how coping with that went. So. so, to give a little backstory about the positivity aspect of this, since we had started the podcast, I've joined several Facebook groups for stepmothers just to kind of put a finger on the pulse about what people were talking about, what issues were important to them. And I was really surprised at just the negativity in these groups. And I say surprised, I'm probably not surprised because that's one of the reasons we started this podcast is because we couldn't find really anything positive or valuable to help us as a support system when we were going through this initially. So yeah, and I kind of did the same thing, but uh, I try to avoid Facebook like the plague. So I went to the other place, Reddit, and it was kind of the same story. I joined a couple of subreddit uh, step-parent groups. And some of it had good articles, but it was good 80% was complaining about the stepkids, complaining about the biological parent on the other side, the other step-parent family. Uh, so, uh, you know, we wanted to kind of keep it more positive with this. Of course, there's ups and downs mm -hmm. with being a parent or a step-parent. But, uh, you know, we're going to talk about how to keep the positivity up in your family, your new family. Like, right. Yeah. So one of the biggest ways that I have personally done this, and it has been a huge help, is by taking the responsibility upon myself to switch things around and make it positive. What I mean by that is concentrate on the moments that are really good. So we can go into the whole woo-woo side of the law of attraction and appreciation and gratitude, but truly what you put your energy on is what you attract into your life. So the more negativity that you are putting out there, whether it's complaining about the biological parent, something that happened, living in the past, the more of that is obviously what's going to show up in your life. So my recommendation would be Anytime there is something that is good that happens, or even mediocre, just a nice night at home with the family that nobody's arguing or fighting, take a moment to truly appreciate that and focus on those positive moments within this journey of being a step-parent. I will go even further to say if something negative does happen, try to find that little silver lining in it, and truly this shift in perspective will change the way that you look at things. For me, a, a lot of negativity that I feel when it comes to being a step-parent is actually my own kind of 
own issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I realize is that, it, you know, you this is actually a weird way that I keep positive. I realize I'm not perfect and I can't be perfect all the time and I can't be on the spot and I can't be an awesome stepdad all the time. And you have to kind of let go of that a little bit because trying to live up to this impossible standard of being like the best in the world is, is will bring you down eventually. Uh, so what I kind of keep it is I, I keep a check on myself and I realize there's ups and downs to everything. And that's a weird way that I kind of keep positive because I don't, I relieve the pressure off of myself. Uh, the other way that I keep positive is, yeah, I try to remember all the awesome, great, amazing times that I have with my stepkids. Um, and it's sometimes a little fleeting, uh, especially as your stepkids get older. I know mine are reading, reaching that that preteen, teenage years. And all of a sudden, it's like, I'm not the cool guy anymore, but I have to be okay with that. That's them becoming their own person. It's just part of them growing up. Uh, so really kind of keeping things in perspective of what it was like when you were growing up, the things that you used to do to your parents, really kind of keeps it in a weird way, in a positive way, when you just realize these are young people eventually, hopefully, going to be functioning adults. And kind of keep in mind, you're going to be part of that. And that's awesome. You know, you're building a human being and that you might not have been part of making it, but you're you're kind of giving them the instructions and the programming to go on in life. Absolutely. Another thing that I found works for me or what has worked for me in the past, and we've talked a lot about self-awareness. And I think to be in the step-parent role, working on your self-awareness is going to serve you very well in the future because a lot of the negativity does come from our own self-esteem issues, our own confidence issues. So the more we can build up ourselves, the less the other stuff will matter. So something I found myself doing is I poured my heart and soul into things that were important to me, like running or volunteering or things that that I could own and that I had control over. And it came to the point where I don't want to call those things distractions, but they were initially distractions. And now it's just ingrained in my life. And I didn't have time for any of those those negative thoughts and that negativity because I had other things going for myself. Well, especially for me not having any children in my life at all, and now all of a sudden having kids around almost 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, was I jumped in really, really hard. And I think we went over this on a couple other podcasts, but what I realized is is that part of my negativity was feeling like I lost a little bit of myself becoming, or actually at this point, a big chunk of myself. Because I focused so much on being a good stepdad that I wasn't doing the things I really enjoyed. Uh, and what actually made it even more negative was uh, the things I enjoyed, I tried to get my stepkids into. And when they weren't into it, it completely blew up my self-esteem. Like I, I wanted them to be excited about that. But then I realized like, like, you know, you don't have to be on 24 hours a day. You can keep your social life. You can go out with your friends. You can still do the things you want. And that actually made me a more positive step parent. Because I, I got to take breaks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even my girlfriend told me, like, hey, you need to take a break from time to time. I go do this. I do that. I do this. You know, when the kids are with their dad or, you know, we'll go into it a little bit later when I take the kids somewhere and she has uh, alone time. But, you know, you have to be able to say, like, I need a break because that will actually kind of keep you positive in that in that relationship with your stepkids. Absolutely. 100%. 
So to recap, some ways that we would recommend you stay positive in the step-parent role when things are a little sticky or not really going right, look for the positive. So whether it's um, a hug you got from your stepkid or a show of affection or a pleasant conversation with the biological parent, take a moment to really appreciate when those things happen and you'll start to see more of those positive moments in your life. Number two, the realization that you will not be perfect. You are not gonna be the perfect step-parent and coming to this conclusion will really relieve pressure on you and your, your family. And they won't hold you to expectations that you're holding yourself to, these unrealistic expectations of perfection. And then finally, focus on you. So find things that really light you up and make you happy and give yourself some self-care because that will just overflow into your family if you're taking care of yourself. So now we're going to go over the first time that we were left alone with our stepkids. And Lauren, I, I don't know, did you have kids a lot in your life before? Friends that had kids, stuff like that? Well, I, I think we've covered this also, but I was in a relationship with someone previously who had full custody of his son. So I've, I've been exposed to, to kids a little bit. Um, so in this relationship, the kids are younger. So that was different. And I don't remember having that defining moment of, oh my goodness, I'm alone with them, like I think you did. <laughs> oh no, it was all of a sudden I realized I was in my car. I think we were going to get ice cream or something like that. Uh, and I looked in the back seat and there's two children in the back. I never had children in the back of my car ever, ever. I can't think of, because that, yeah, no, I. Most of my friends probably wouldn't trust me around their children, just strictly because I'm kind of a big dumb idiot. Uh, and I don't know why my amazing girlfriend allowed me to because I, I forget my keys when they're in my hand, let alone being responsible for a small human being. How long into the relationship were you able to take them out on your own? Let's see, because we, like I said, we, we went through the process very, very slowly. I think it was probably three or four months into knowing the children. Gotcha. And, okay. it, and it wasn't because she was like, I don't trust you. Uh, I, it was me. It was 100% <laughs> me. I realized I'm like, yeah, I, I took care of a dog and uh, foster animals, but like that's as much responsibility I've ever had in my entire life. And it was like, yeah, as long as you have them chained on a collar and you feed them, you're fine. Like, that's totally okay. But you can't do that with kids. No, no. So, and it, having two of them. And what I realized really quickly is, and at this point, Logan was, I think, six, and Mac was probably about four or five. Um, and I realized, I'm like, wow, these kids are really fast. Like, if you turn around, they're completely gone. Yes. Uh, especially my stepson, who has ADHD. Like, every 10 seconds, he's like, ooh, piece of candy, ooh, piece of candy, ooh, piece of candy. So it was, it was like the scariest thing I've ever done. And it was a half an hour out of my life that I was <laughs> mind-blowingly scared. My first time that I was alone with, with one of the stepkids, I actually was going to the grocery store and I love going to the grocery store by myself. So we were talking about self-care, like that's my time to just zone out, focus on getting some nice foods for the family. Um, but the kids weren't getting along that day. Uh -huh. So oh, no. Andrew said, hey, do you want to take, take Landon to the store with you? And I'm like, okay, I'll take him. So 
it was fine, but then we get to the grocery store and I had every flashback of when I was a child and I felt so sorry for my own mother when she took me and my brother into the grocery store because it was like, can we have this? Can we have this? I want this. And you were right. You need to keep an eye on them because they will be gone very quickly. So we sat him, I sat him in the cart and it was, it was fine. It was a very pleasant experience. <laughs> no, no. It was just very different than my normal me time. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, for me, it's like, uh, it was weird. I had to curtail, like I had to check what music I was playing in my car. Like I've never had to worry about that kind of thing. And, and it's, I look nothing like my stepkids. They're blonde hair, blue eyed. I am salt and pepper olive tones and uh with brown eyes so i look like if one of these kids started crying and i had to like pull them out of somewhere i had a feeling I've, this actually went to my mind i was like i'm totally gonna get arrested like somebody's be like somebody's kidnapping these very blonde hair blue-eyed children and uh yeah so that's one of the things that went through my mind i definitely was afraid i was gonna lose them or something but then the other side of it is is as a new step parent, like, what do you do if they aren't behaving? Because, like, I didn't have that support. Mm-hmm. Like, this was the first time that I was like, oh, crud, if if they start acting up, like, what do I do? Yeah. Like, I, I can't be like, I need an adult, you know, so. <laughs> You're the adult. I Yeah. Oh, that's frightening beyond all belief. Um, but luckily for me, the, fir- the at least the first time that I had the kids, uh, everything went really, really well. I did have to kind of uh, wrangle in my stepson because, like I said, he has ADHD and it was, you know, we went out for ice cream and every 10 seconds he was up walking around. But, uh, you know, luckily everybody survived, uh, which is pretty much my uh, bar is as long as they come back alive. uh, I'm completely content. But, uh, you know, and then when it goes into the discipline, this is kind of later on because, like, the first time I went, it was fine. but, you know, what do you do when you're by the, by yourself and the kids start acting up and now you have to put on the, the, the stepmom voice? So that's a hard, hard thing and something that now two and a half, three years later, I'm still trying to get better at. Um, and it's interesting with, with the engagement and with the marriage, I'm wondering if the dynamic is going to change as it relates to this. Because right now, I'm very much the friend. I'm mm-hmm. in the friend role, I'm in the, the mentor role, but not necessarily that parent discipline role. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself a lot of times saying, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell your dad, you need to do this, and like falling back on Andrew when I need to take more confidence in it myself I mean the dog's the same way he will not listen to me <laughs> so I listen to me so I get it I'm trying I'm trying to work on it and I don't have a good answer for it at this point and I would I would love to ask you do you have any advice on how to be a better discipliner and I, I wonder too if gender plays a role in that but then I also there's a lot of stuff that goes through my mind I try not to overstep my bounds mm-hmm. and respect that I'm not the parent, so what what necessarily do I have to fall back on? There's a lot of things that go through my mind with all of this. It's a, it's a strong subject. Yeah, so for me, and it's actually becoming more of a struggle as the kids are getting older. When they were younger, I think, in, not to play into gender roles, but I think it was like, all I had to do was give them like the dad look. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm pretty jovial around the kids all the time. 
And then all of a sudden, like, I think the first time they ever saw that my serious face, like, I wasn't, gave them the glare. Like, when they were younger, it was a lot easier because they, in a weird way, like, I was the cool, fun, yeah. new guy. And it was like, when I had the disappointed, not happy face, they're like, oh, crap, I, I really crapped the bed on this one. Uh, but, of course, now that the hormones are flowing, it is a whole new dynamic. Especially, and this, you know, like you said, it may be because, you know, stepmom, dad role, and then stepdad, mom role, is my stepdaughter listens to me. Like, all I have to do is still give her that look, even though she's going through the, 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 the P word right now. Um, my stepson always was a mama's boy, but he listened to me a lot in the past. Now he's got the big britches on. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it's almost become like an adversarial kind of thing between him and I, where he, he wants to be the man of the house. He, he's got those hormones flowing. He used to listen to me. Right away, all I had to do was kind of give him that look, and he would be like, "Oh, you know, okay, I got to put this thing down now." And now it's make kind of like a make me kind of look on his face. Mm-hmm. So with that, you know, as as becoming a step parent and as your kids, step kids get older, the dynamic really changes. But you also have to remember it changes for everybody, right? You know, my stepson now has that attitude. And because he's a teenager. I will tell you in our home, it's the same thing. So I don't know if it's necessarily a stepdad, dad thing because we're going through the same thing. They they are having difficulties listening the Mm -hmm. first time something is told to them, more so than in the past. Yeah, we get a lot of the, you know, I'll do it in a minute. I'll do it in a minute. And one of the things that I used to say to him when he used to say that when they were younger was, okay, what is it? Five minutes, 10 minutes? And usually when you start kind of giving them that timeline, my stepson would just get up and do it. Now it's like, I'll do it in 10 minutes, and then 15, 20 minutes later, it's still not done. And in the past, there was consequences, and there still are. Um, but he definitely listens to his mother way more. I get the nasty looks now mm. when I tell him, and it's like, ooh. My, my stepdaughter has started giving her mom the dirty looks. Oh. She listens to me, but and it is kind of like a mama's boy daddy's little girl even though i'm not her dad you right know, she, she kind of sees me in that role uh she still listens to it. like so i feel like we have to tag team like it's like all right lo- stepson's being bad mom go <laughs> well what <laughs> kind of behavioral issues are there is it like put the video games down it's time for dinner and just not listening do they argue with one another oh. <laughs> uh a they dis- they're at that age they despise each other like yeah. they cannot walk by each other without saying a nasty comment to each other and i mean that's brother sister they're only two years apart mm-hmm. so there's that there's not a lot of gap in age um my stepson because he is slightly older feels like he can tell his his sister what to do uh but my his sister's a little bit more mature than he is so she also feels like she can tell him what to do um we also do have we've had problems with video games in the past especially with my stepson uh where we've had to curtail it take it completely out of the, out of rotation and but it, it's really really hard because a it's something that he legitimately really loves to do he's really really interested in it but the other thing is is that he does not it's 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 hard to get him to go outside. And right now we have a thing where he can earn video game time, but he feels like he should earn video game time for everything. Uh, I tried to get him, 
you you got newly engaged. I bought a new drone, so we can see how this kind of rolls. <laughs> so I kind of gave my stepson. It's not really his because it's still really expensive. I gave him my old drone to fly around. I got my new drone to fly around. And we went out to the park, and we flew around the drone, had a blast. Then he went and played on the playground for a little while, and then he got home. And the first thing he asked is, like, do I get extra video game time? And, you know, I looked at him. I was like, no, why would you get extra video game? Well, I went to the park. And, like, you don't get extra video time, video game time for not playing video games. <laughs> so, you know, so pulling away the video games is a big deal. But it goes back to now he's a teenager. Well, he's preteen. You know, he's, he's 11 years old now mm-hmm. where he's, I want to do what I want to do. I know I can say no, kind of, sort of until we start taking things away when he does get that attitude and then it's you know instantly i'm sorry and yeah start crying tears upsetness um but it, it's i find that right now it is a thousand times easier for her mom his mom to take care of that than me because it, it it's be, become kind of an adversarial thing between him and i and i, I think that's just son son dad slash stepdad kind of thing because it's a lot of manchismo yeah. It's, yeah. A lot, a lot of testosterone. Lots of testosterone. So, yeah, we have an 11 year old boy also. So, I can empathize with, with all of that. But both of Andrew's are boys. So, it's a little bit different. Not the brother sister, but the brother brother yeah. aspect. So, now when I take the kids out, it, it, like I said, it's, it's very fluid when it comes to being with the kids. And especially when you do have to say no or you have to tell them to put that down or. Mm-hmm. Or your congratulations! Now you're in trouble because you didn't listen. Uh, when it, <laughs> congratulations! It, now you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, and for me, it was way easier when they were little because they, you know, you're you're a hero. Now they're starting to realize, like, no, you're a sem- you're a human being, and you're also kind of dumb. Like they're starting to realize, like, everything is dumb now. And I think that is something that every every kid goes through. I remember growing up and probably being around 12, 13 years old and realizing my parents did not know everything. And I started looking around at other adults and I'm like, they they don't know everything. You know, it's a different world out there than I would have been conditioned to believe. Yeah, and it makes it a little bit harder when you do take them out by yourself uh, because... They, they think you're dumb. Like, well, and they're it, going to test boundaries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Consistently. And it's just, it it's a shock when you are by yourself because you don't have that support. So you, you got to kind of put on your, your big girl and big boy pants. And you kind of have to lay down the law a little bit more than when you have that support. I know when we're out and about trying to wrangle them or if there's something they want, you know, there might be a temper tantrum still. Because it is that in-between where they're <clears throat> still kind of irrational. You know, they, they're like, I want this. Well, why do you want this? Because I want it. Well, you don't ever use it. You know, stuff like that. And I've come to the conclusion that especially when I just have my stepson out with me or, or both of them and, and my stepson or my, you know, starts, uh, yeah, sorry for that, uh, starts acting up, I kind of just go, listen, man, we'll talk about this when we get home with your mom. And that kind of shuts them down right then and there or a lot of times we'll just go and just straight up say like all right guys um 
we're just going to go home now. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, that we've works done that way. before. It's like, listen, this temper tantrum's going on way too long. Get in the car. You know, and luckily for me, now it's no longer like I have to go pick them up and drag them out of like Target. So I don't look like I'm stealing children <laughs> anymore. Uh, but it, it, it definitely changes with age. It, it is very interesting. You know, it does change with age. It changes as time goes on because we're getting more comfortable in some aspects, but then in other aspects, it's completely new because they are growing up and wanting new things and just the dynamic is, is shifting. But it is something to definitely be aware of if you are in the step-parent role or thinking about moving into a relationship where this would be the case. This isn't something I think either of us thought about. It just, it happened. And then we're like, how do we, how do we do this? Yeah, it's 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 really really it's always constantly in flux. Like yes. you, you don't know what you're going to get. And sometimes you may be at a disadvantage. Luckily for me, I, I feel like I have a really good relationship with my stepkids. And we going back to what you see in Facebook and what I saw on Reddit, sometimes it can kind of be a nightmare for a lot of people because there's a lot of different dynamics. You have you know, you have the fact that you're not the parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they realize, or when they get to the age where they're like, "Well, I don't really need to. Li- I need to listen to adults, but I can test that boundary." And then the other thing is the influences from now they're going. Like one of the things is now they're going out with their friends to their friend's house, and it's like, "Yes, well, Jacob gets to stay up until eleven o'clock at night." And I'm like, "Well, Jacob doesn't live here. You live here. This is the rule. You have to be in bed by night." Right. You know, um, and you know. Well, Jacob's allowed to go wander the store by himself. And it's like, listen, I'm still responsible for you. There's a lot of creepy people in the world. I got to keep an eye on you. Like, you're blonde hair, blue eyed, cute kids. You probably go for good money on the black market. So I still have to kind of keep an eye on you. Well, no, I'm I'm 11 years old. I'm a teenager. First of all, there's no, no. there's no teen in anywhere in 11. You're double digits, but you're not a teenager. And even when you're a teenager, this is still going to be locked down. And I think that's something everybody goes through. Again, it's not that particular situation is not unique to a step-parent role. I think every parent who may be listening is like, yes, that, that is something that we're going through. But I think that the difference is, and we talked about this a little bit before, when you are the biological parent, you have at least nine months to prepare. You know it's coming. So mentally, emotionally, you can start to prepare for the fact that you're going to have someone in your life that you're going to care for for the rest of their life. As a step-parent, it's much quicker. The time frame goes much quicker, and I think sometimes you can be put into a situation where you're not anticipating or you haven't mentally prepared for those things. Well, especially when it comes to taking on the kids on your own, you know, for even if it's for a couple hours or an extended weekend, parents have that parentness, if that makes any sense, uh, where it's like, I, I put you into this world, I can take you out of it. Like, I can never say that. And no. then they can turn around and be like, you're not my real dad. Um, it's, it's, they have this level that they already start off with their kids. Right. And what I've realized is, is that, especially with the kids getting into the teenage years, is their respect for you, opposed to their parents, fluctuates a lot because you're not their parent. So you you, you kind of go in, especially when you have to go into a disciplinary role or when they're with you or, you know, mom or dad's not around, is that they can always go back to, well, you're not my real dad, you're not my real mom, I don't need to listen to you. Opposed to like the other way around where it's like, mm, I'm going to take you out of this world. 
So you can't use that um, to kind of keep them in line, which I know for me when I have the kids for an extended period of time, kind of a little, in a weird way scares me a little bit because you can't use that as, as, as an arrow in your quiver. So Now I will say though, there have been times where there's been behavior issues and I have gone back to Andrew and let him know and him and his family came down so quickly as to, you know, you need to listen to Lauren. So I had that support system. And I think I can remember one specific time we were out of town and I was alone with the oldest one. Um, and he just refused to listen or go back to the pool with me with the rest of the family. And was frankly quite nasty to me to the point that I had not experienced before. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think I actually called Andrew and I said, this is the situation I'm dealing with right now. And he, he came right back and his entire family came back with him. And that poor kid had to hear from five different people, you know, yeah. you need to, she's a authority figure in your life. You know, you, you need to listen and respect her. Since that time, I have not had those same sort of issues as it relates to discipline. So I think having a support system, and sometimes it does take a big blow up for things to work themselves out. Yeah, sometimes I've realized that, that it does take a reset. I know for me, when I have the kids for an extended period of time, and one of them do get in trouble, or they start arguing back and forth with each other, uh, I, I kind of have a problem where I don't want to feel like I'm tattletailing on my stepkids, because it's like, Oh guys, uh, you gotta listen to me. And then if they don't listen, you're like, "Well, I'm gonna call your mom." Like that's a weird way. Cause not only that, but it's it, it's it's a double-edged sword. Cause now you feel like you know a narc. But then the other side of it is, it's in, I'm always afraid that it's gonna show them that I can't handle it. Cause uh, I once again, I need an adult. Like I'm not adulty enough to handle this adult situation. I gotta talk to your mom about it. I can understand that, but the flip side of that is if you guy, you two, you and the mom are then coming together as a together at them, mm. like that reinforces, no, we're in this together. I have no problem tattling on those kids. <laughs> and, but, but in the end, you know, both of us can then be in front of them and say, this is why you need to listen to both of us. This is our rules. It's not a Lauren rule. It's not a dad rule. This is the family's rules. And it's hard. It is hard because I, I can definitely see that. You don't want to be seen as, quote unquote, weak or let them walk all over you and think that you can't handle it. But I see no problem calling in reinforcements yeah. for me. I, I remember one time I actually, it, it was, the kids were arguing in the back of my car. And it was just, usually what I do is I just put up the stereo until no one can hear anything. So like, it's just like, now you can't argue because you can't even talk to each other. But uh, what ends up happening is, you know, I told, I was like, listen, I'm going to have to tell your mom about this on the way home. And my stepson goes like, oh, so you're going to tattle on me? I was like, mm, 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 yes, yes, yes I am. <laughs> and yes. So, and I'm going to suggest these suggestions about taking away your Xbox for a couple of days because it's just your attitude. And then that was, a, that was kind of a blow up. So sometimes like also you have to wonder if the juice is worth the squeeze when right. you're, you know. Especially when you don't have that support, you know, so. Whew. No, that was intense. That was intense. Yes. So, once again, you guys are not alone. These are the things that you will deal with or already have, and you don't have to feel bad about it. 
it's almost a daily basis thing, truly. Like, I'm thinking of big situations that have happened over the past years, but even last weekend, we, we were out somewhere and, and the kids were arguing and not getting along, and it's just a matter of working together to make sure they understand the rules and that the discipline is then enforced and enforced consistently because that makes a huge difference as well. Yeah, and it's really about consistency. And the, the, the hard part about the consistency is that the situation is always in flux. It's not consistent. <laughs> it's not consistent at all. So when we say you have to be consistent, it, I think it's more between the, 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 the parent and the biological parent where it's you have to be consistently able to fluctuate. Absolutely. And be in communication with each other to understand here's where my mindset is at. This is where your mindset is at. Let's keep the narrative together. Uh, but be able to be flexible in the situations that you bump into because the problems that you're going to bump into when they're six and seven are completely different than when they're 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. Fact. And they become human beings. They're no longer these zygotes that are kind of forming into, uh, you know, an awkward teen and then a human being at the end of the day. Uh, So, you know, this is constantly in flux. You have to be able to be really flexible You have to keep your ego at the door, as we always say, and understand that you're not always going to have that proper answer to every situation that you're going to bump into. It's all a learning experience. Oh, definitely. Well, that's enough for this episode. We hope you found this information helpful. And again, know that you are not alone. There are many people going through situations just like this. If there's a topic or situation that you are personally going through and you'd like our perspective on it, feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook page at Two Evil Step Parents. Yep. And if there's anything that you really want us to cover or perfect examples of things that you've gone through or any insight that you may have, because I know from just talking to people, every step parent is different and every situation is different. Every family is kind of different. So there might be an aspect that we've never even touched on that you want to go ahead and explain kind of your story. Feel free to send us a a message on Facebook. We're more than happy to hear it. And please like us. We need likes and we need subscriptions. So absolutely share, like, comment, engage. I'm not, uh, I don't have enough pride enough to say that I won't beg. So Tommy will beg. I will beg. (laughs) I'm Lauren. I'm Tommy. And we are two evil step parents.